Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right. So practice is over? Practice is is over. Okay, so everybody's been excused and dismissed. I love that this guy loves his practice. Uh, and he'll appreciate this. Joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, the voice of the Utah Jazz, former voice of the Sonics, former nighttime host extraordinaire David Locke joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Dave, you're going to love this. That I did something as I'm watching you guys last night take on the, the Dust Bowlers. That's what I like to call them. Finding myself rooting for the Utah Jazz for the first time in my life. I grew up, the 10-year-old Sonics fan in me grew up hating that team more than any team in professional sports. It was, it, I, was, I felt conflicted for the first minute or two, but it was, like, it was a weird feeling for me to be rooting for the Utah Jazz. But I'm all jazz now. Okay, why would you feel conflicted? Well, yeah, right. I'm kind of with you. Started. I'm with you, Dave. No, there was one minute of conflict. You have to why? understand, growing up could as a not, kid. In that minute, could you not see who was on the other end of the floor? It exactly. had, had to take one minute for me to just to, to realize, because I, I look at the uniforms, I see the name, and I think of, of Stockton, Malone, Hornacek. It just drives me nuts. But I quickly uh, got here's over it. Here's the deal. Let's play a game. I'm in the middle of downtown right now mm-hmm. of this hell forsaken place and i'll tell you i'm like right next to the biggest city and i will tell you when a car comes by that's right that's right yeah Cause right now because because as as we've been talking there has not been one yet like i am sitting right below the biggest building i'm in a i'm in their botanical garden um i think i see grass yeah um and i'll let i'll take a picture when i'm done i'll post it at locked on sports on Twitter of me sitting in the Botanical Garden and what my view was um, when we're done. I should have done it beforehand. I didn't think about it. But I'll let you know when a car comes by. Still, actually, one hasn't come. Oh, oh. Here we go. Here we go. Does it have a tailpipe dragging on the ground? Because that's what no, I No, no. It's a nice Toyota. It might even be a hybrid. My <laughs> God, the world's coming it's to an end. It's not heading towards a brick wall, is it? Anyway, um, oh, nice. the, uh, no, it doesn't, it, no, because it doesn't have a bunch of documents in it. That's right. Um, that's right. Oh, hey, I, you'll, oh, a second one. A second one. Oh, it's just like rush hour. See, you, yeah, you'll be proud to know, Locke. I went to NBA throwbacks and got a Mark Eaton jersey to watch the series in, and I'm, oh, I'm thrilled with that. Mark Eaton. But you know what? You're on blast here, pal. There's no screwing around anymore. You're down, and we're holding you personally responsible for this series. We you got to get buddy. them out of the way. So why not hold Quinn Snyder, who went yeah, to North Island High School, yeah, forget who's going to win NBA Coach of the Year? Um, why not have him do it? Because uh, Why not hold him responsible? It's more fun to hold you responsible and have you deal with the ramifications. You bring up Quinn Snyder, and Wait, and, and I, I know... I have a, but, Gas, I have a much larger problem. Well, you have a lot so of I was talking to... Well, I know, but... And um, I appreciate you for all the help you gave me over the years to deal with many of them. That's right. Um, so, but I was talking to Quinn last night after the game, and I was like, do you want to go out for dinner tomorrow night? And he said, I don't know, it might work. I said, okay, well, I'm going to get you out. We're going to go. You're going to leave the hotel at some point, so we're going out for dinner tomorrow. You can go out for dinner tomorrow night. You don't have to go with me, but you're going out. And he goes, well, give me options. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> you're in Oklahoma City, like, what, are, what are your options? Like, uh, like options? Hey, like, how am I supposed to come up with options? Do you, do you feel, Dave, do you feel, I mean, you're getting ready for a game. It's a playoffs. So you're calling games for the Jazz. I mean, how much do you, is, I don't know if it's a conflict what is an emotion like for you? And I'm sure you, this was more of when you went in that building for the first time. But is there an emotion that stirs in you 
knowing what that team once was? Yeah, I mean, I think I've got – I'm petty and vindictive, and so um, I'm not bigger than that uh, in any way. I mean, my, on a – like, on a, I'm, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not an elevated human. I mean, on a personal note, it's – weird, strangely, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Like, so it's a really weird – for, you know, my life kind of has turned and everything has gone really well, and my kids are who they are, and they both – like, we wonder all the time with our kids, like, if we'd stayed in Seattle, who would they be? Because they wouldn't, like, my son's an elite alpine ski racer, and that's all, that's who he is. Like, that's his whole essence of everything he is. And we weren't driving to Crystal Mountain for two hours every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday so he could go ski. We just weren't going to do that. So I always wonder, but I do always, I mean, every time I, I see Darth Vader, yeah. um, I do think of the, you know, staff meetings that were not where he, he was, you know, not telling the truth, um, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, – my blood boils when I come here. There's no question, and I'm having fun with it. But there's – right, I mean, so it's a very strange thing, right? So because for me personally, this has turned out great. I just always think about all the people that were in the office that were told, weren't told the truth. If it's, uh, um, if it's possible for, uh, for an NBA guru like you to do this, uh, Dave, because we, 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 the locked-on sports mentality is still well-remembered up here – Give us a thumbnail on Utah. I'll go ahead and be honest. I haven't watched the Jazz a lot this year. I watched them one time, and the uniforms blinded me, and I know you and I disagree on that. Uh, but, but, but this is a 4-5 matchup. We know Oklahoma City is, is in the, you know, still kind of in the, in the post-Durant era and trying to figure out what they're going to be, but they're good enough to be in the playoffs. And after a bad start, they had a decent, you know, decent ending. Give us a little thought on the Jazz and what to watch in this series if, if we, as we all are, rooting like crazy for them to beat Oklahoma City. So offensively, it's a system-based team. A lot of ball movement sets the most picks of anyone in the league. Runs actually more picks and handoffs by about 35% than the average team in the league. So it's all system-based movement, very, very European-based from Quinn Snyder's time there. The key to the whole team is Rudy Gobert, the seven foot two Frenchman who's got a standing reach of uh, or wingspan of seven foot nine, a standing reach of nine foot seven. And so he is dominantly the best defensive player in the game. And so the Jazz are this interesting team from a basketball guru standpoint of like, well, what's the value of being a great defensive team? We know that what an elite offensive team does. What's the value of being an elite defensive team? And for the second half of the season, really from January 20th on, the Jazz defense was every bit as good as the Rockets or the Warriors offense. So that's kind of how you look at them. And then does that parlay to the playoffs is a question. The Thunder are this star-laden team that Russell Westbrook and all he does, and then Paul George was unbelievable last night, mm-hmm. and then Carmelo's terrible. Yeah, so that he doesn't count anymore. His, <laughs> he's he the game is the game. You know, we could get Carmelo. We we would be more than willing to let Carmelo shoot every time down. If Carmelo would like to score thirty in the sixty-two shots it would take him to do that, we're all for that. I came across Dave, uh, David Locke joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, voice of the Utah Jazz. Game 2 Jazz in uh, Oklahoma City, or the Dust Bowlers, coming up on Wednesday at 5 o'clock. I, I'm watching NBA TV early in the season. I don't know what game it is. It's the first week of the season. It's probably the game 3 or 4. And I'm watching Golden State, and you guys hammer Golden State. I end up beating them by, like I, I think it was like 30 or something. And I remember watching the game thinking, who is this number 40? Who is this Mitchell guy? Like I kind of remember him at when he was in college, but not really. And I'm watching him. I don't, I don't think he had a, a tremendous game, but I think it was like he had 20-plus points or something. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's really good. And How did I miss him in college? 
when when they scouted him, David, when when they and they drafted him, are, did they think this was possible in his rookie season, or are they even surprised what he's been able to do? Yeah, it's a great question, Puck, because the number one question that gets asked by Quinn Snyder is, "How surprised are you all the time?" Like, oh. yeah. and I and and I always take a little umbrage to that question because the Jazz traded a former number twelve pick of the draft and a. Wow. Uh, and a 20th pick of the draft to go get the pick, right? So, I mean, they, they, they clearly went out of their way on, on draft night to go get this kid. The day he came and worked out for us, he put on an unbelievable workout, and I am lu- uh, lucky enough to be inside that workout. They let me have access to those. All of us that were inside that workout on staff, everybody there worked for the team, no other media members, were told that if word of the workout got out, we'd be fired. <laughs> that, so, had, that, that had to freak you out because you love to spread the word. I mean, I'm not saying you yeah, would, you would but, but you know no, what I mean? You're absolutely right. You know, <laughs> it was, like, was there ever a day where I could have not gone to the workout? Like, <laughs> I, I got that word. I was like, oh, crap, why am I here today? <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, and then, like, I'm doing interviews for, like, the next two weeks. They're like, does anybody look really good in workouts? No. Nobody's look good. I promise. Nobody's look good at all. We're thinking of not drafting anybody. That's what I'm hearing. He's, uh, he's phenomenal. We're Minnesota Viking it. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he is absolutely so – he's phenomenal to watch play. And he's – so in that sense, I think we knew. No. In the sense that I think he's going to score 30 points a game at some point in his career in this league, yeah. I don't think we knew that. Like, he's – He's phenomenal. He's Dame Lillard phenomenal. Yeah. And I think he might even be a step better than Dame. That's a hard, that's a big jump. But but I, I think he is. Like, I think he's going to score 30 in this league. Um, I don't know how he's better than Dame. Dame's just a natural. He's a better finisher than Dame. Mm-hmm. He's a little wiggy. He's got a little bit more of a wiggle than Dwayne, than, than Dame Lillard. Uh, but Lillard's a better pure shooter. So he, I don't know if he'll get him on that level. He's Dwayne Wade with a jump shot is who he is, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Dwayne Wade scored 30 in the league and is going to go in the Hall of Fame. I understand what I just said. But that's uh, just to give you, like, who's Donovan Mitchell? Let me give you two geeky notes on him that maybe will sell him a little bit. Number one, the last guard to score 20 points a game and have an effective field goal percentage of, of his is Michael Jordan as a rookie. Hmm. Um, the, the last – uh, the last players in the NBA to be the leading scorer on a team that won uh, more than 45 games in the regular season are Larry Bird, David Robinson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Wilt Chamberlain as rookies. So decent guys there. Yeah, those guys all turned out to be okay. So if he'd like to be 35% of any of those, we'd be fine with it. Hey, you uh... – And maybe – and actually interesting, the, uh, just side note on him, just out of quick interest, two notes of – if you're watching him and want some interesting notes, his dad was a seven-year minor league baseball player and never made the show hmm. and is now working the Mets as uh, vice president of player relations and community relations. And his mom is an educator at Greenwich Country Day School, so she made him go to Greenwich Country Day School, which, as he says, every single – if people don't know Greenwich, Connecticut, it's the number one per capita income city in America. It's where all the richie riches out of New York moved to. So he grew up going to school with, and having dinner at the house of all these Forbes 500 kids and then also had a dad. So it's a pretty interesting mix mm-hmm. of kids. It would seem to me, uh, uh, David, that you and Quinn Snyder are peas in a pot. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that you two have some pretty interesting conversations. People up here know Quinn a little bit from from his uh, from his days back on Mercer Island. He came through here many years ago with uh, Missouri, I think, when they played Gonzaga in the game over at Key Arena. 
Uh, this is a guy who, like you, can spend, and I mean this as a compliment, it's going to sound like I'm taking a swing at you, could talk basketball for hours on end any day of the year. I, I would assume you two have a good relationship. So I feel very fortunate that he has not only given me a front row seat to this team, but I think also become a good friend. Um, so I'm really flattered by that. We've had a wonderful, we spent a lot of time together um, this year, and it's really been great. Um, most people have referred to me as the most exhausting person that they've ever met. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm in on that. Yeah, that's a phrase I get all yeah. the time. Right. Uh-huh. Um, when I fin when I finish dinner with Quinn Snyder, I'm exhausted. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but I so um, he is he is a genius. Um, and this is a guy who got his JD and his MBA at Duke. While I think being a um, grad assistant for Shashevsky, maybe all at the same time. He sees the game in a completely brilliant manner. He's multiple steps ahead all the time. Um, so it's it's incredible to talk to him about um, any item out there. His, he's world-traveled with his basketball, including a year in Moscow, to learn the European game. Um, so talking basketball is incredible, and then also just anything in life, if you um, – He's, his brain is so elite that it's pretty neat to have him, if you have something going on, to ask him to run it through his, you know, buffer system is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I have been very, very fortunate that he's allowed me to have a front row seat and be a part of this, and it's been the best season I've ever had. Locke, we appreciate it. I wish we had more time to talk about the other storylines in the playoffs. Just know this, I mean, and I'm sure you do, the city of Seattle is rooting for the Utah Jazz. So get it done on Wednesday, yeah. even up the series, and, and bring it home. We can't go to break until another car comes by. <laughs> I gotta go. I got stuff I gotta do here. Go, Jazz, go. go. Jazz. See you, Lonnie. Go, Jazz, still, go. Still, still, still no car. I'm just gonna walk across the street. <laughs> there he is, the voice of Utah Jazz, David Lockhorse, longtime uh, host here at uh, 950K Jr. Everyone get your Brian Russell John Stockton jersey and cheer on the Jazz. Game two coming up there on Wednesday. When we hit the break, we'll come back, find out what's happening in Ian's show.